Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Shoot and the Shift podcast. Today is Monday, March 29th. We are in opening day week. Baseball is back on Thursday, April 1st. We are really excited. We had a lot to cover because we took a week off in the hopes of leading up to opening day. We're getting ready. We're gearing up. First thing I want to talk about, Phillies made two moves. One that really surprised me, one I wasn't as surprised about. The move that really surprised me was them optioning JoJo Romero to the minor leagues. The one I wasn't so surprised about was Scott Kingery. Let's lead off with uh, Jetpacks and him being optioned to the minors. Uh, initial reactions from you guys. I think it it's, was – go ahead, Jeff. It's kind of – it's surprising when you first look at it in the fact that that's Scott Kingery. Yeah. yeah, a guy who's supposed to be a key part of this team for five to ten years. But then, obviously, we all know his struggles. We've seen his struggles. We've seen how he's gotten away from the gap-to-gap game that he would thrive with. And the move excites me. Not because I'm glad to see Scott Kingery off of our roster. I'm glad that Kingery's going to have the chance to kind of take a step back get away from major league pitching and make the necessary adjustments that he needs to, to get to become the player that we've all thought he is. Yeah, I I agree with that, Jeff. I think we, we saw what Scott Kingery, obviously before last year, we saw Scott Kingery really starting to thrive, really starting to get the hang of things in the MLB. And then he got COVID. And, you know, I think COVID was really what, what screwed not only his mechanics, but just him in the major league itself. I think when we saw him test positive and be shut down, and then when he came back, he just wasn't the same player. So I'm excited to see, like you said, Jeff, I'm excited for him to have a chance to go back down to triple a able to work on the fine tuning. And then obviously, hopefully we'll see him back in the major league, hopefully sometime this year. Yeah. I think that's the the move with Scott Kingery is they're hoping him going down the triple A, he can kind of refigure himself out and turn back into that guy that they signed, that they gave a, a good contract to before he even made it to the majors. Um, I wasn't necessarily that surprised to see Kingery be option though. He's had a terrible spring. Um, he struck out. Like I think it was at last count, like 15 times and just like 20 at terrible. Bats. He was really, he's been really bad in the spring. So that's why I'm not necessarily surprised that he's going down. But Hold I also want to time out, super- time out, time out. Breaking news from Jim Salisbury Adam Hazley oh, makes God. Philly's opening day roster. Odubel Herrera to the alternate site. Yeah, I th- Adam Hazley looked. Did either of you watch the game today? Did not I get didn't a chance get to see it. No. Adam Hazley looked really good. He was, uh, I, I know, at the like up to when I turned it off, he was two for two, had a stolen base, hard hit balls. He looks, he's good and ready to go for opening day. Um, I, we kind of all expected if he was healthy, he would be the opening day center fielder. Um, so that's good. And, and I'm assuming that means Roman Quinn's probably the other, Roman Quinn makes the roster. because Roman Quinn it. is on the roster and they're expecting maybe it's going to be a platoon and he could start opening day against Max Freed. Yeah, I think obviously he's going to be the – who? Roman starts Roman Quinn there, could start opening day okay. in a platoon with uh, with Hazley, 
And the opening day starter for the Braves is lefty Max Freed. So Roman Quinn would get the start. And a platoon is what we kind of talked about the whole time, but it wasn't necessarily Roman Quinn. We discussed we a, Hazley and a Hazley Kingery platoon. So they kind of haven't strayed, I guess, from the thinking of a platoon is probably their best option there. But Just the people that are in the platoon. Yeah, but Kingery kind of left them no choice. It's almost a last-ditch effort for the team. Send them down. Let them figure it out. And hopefully, we've all said how Roman Quinn could have a real effect off the bench for the team. Yeah. And I mean, he'll, Scott Kingery can figure him. things out. Taking over that Roman Quinn spot and probably taking Ronald Torres's roster spot would be the best option for the Phillies come maybe a month from now. Yeah, and Jeff, Jim Salisbury just tweeted exactly what you were saying. Phillies face the lefty on opening day so we could see switch hitting Roman Quinn in center field. So I think um, it'll be really interesting. I'm, I'm happy that Adam Hazley is going to make the team. Um, no comment on Oduble, but we've already commented commented on that in the past. But we'll, we'll hope that Kingery figures it out and we see him back in the majors on the 40-man uh, sooner rather than later. And the move I actually that... would like to comment on Oduble if I could say one okay. thing. Okay, go ahead. Just from what we've said before is that Oduble needed to prove himself above and beyond both as a ball player and as a man. And it seems like he's made some strides as a man, but what we saw from him in the spring was the same Oduble, where one second it's like, oh my gosh, Oduble is back. But then he slumps and then boom, another home run. And then you say, oh my gosh. Oduble's back because he's slumping and he looks like he's never picked up a baseball bat before in his life. Yeah, so he didn't overly impress. And what we said the whole time is he has to overly impress. And he didn't do that, and that's why he's at the alternate site. But that's enough Oduble talk. He's right. not worth that many words. So in the move that really surprised me was the Phillies optioning Jojo Romero, opting for a one-lefty bullpen to start the season – in a division that is saturated with great lefty hitters. I'm not sure that I love the move, but here we are. I think he'll be up. He'll probably be one of the first guys up. I think you could be looking at, maybe the Phillies are looking at moving Vince Velasquez or someone like David Hale to make room for him on the 40 man roster. But I I think Jojo's got to be back crushing Red Bulls as he's coming out of the bullpen. What's especially surprising is it came just a few days after Tony Watson didn't make the team and was mm-hmm. granted his release. The other like main lefty, I mean, there was three main lefties in the bullpen for spring competing. Obviously, Alvarado's had a spot locked down for quite a while. <laughs> he's, been, he's been so good in the spring. <laughs> he's more competing for the closer role, not a roster spot. Right. Um, and then once once Watson was cut, it seemed it seemed that that Jojo had made the team and he was flashing. He was, his fastball was really something. It was upper nineties, not something you were used to from Jojo. And maybe there's just a little bit they want him to work on, or maybe it's something as simple as who has options left, who has minor league options left. Potentially. He's another guy. I don't think that he's going to be in the minors that long. No, I think he's probably, him and Spencer Howard are 
the top two guys to get call-ups from the minors I, I think, but i think spencer howard will stay down longer than jojo i think it's actually smart that they option spencer howard because he skipped triple a so they want him to build up that uh, confidence and stamina and all that and i think that'll do spencer howard wonders and that will turn him into the pitcher we all expect him to be yeah and i i think there's a chance you could see him out of the bullpen still at some point this year i think the the phillies were talking about that but i mean they want him to get as much work as a starter as possible and right now it seems like that's only going to happen in the minors right so yeah i think jojo is still the first call out of pitchers he's the first call up but spencer howard's probably too right um before we kind of move away from the phillies uh one uh, one other guy that i was thoroughly impressed with this spring uh, connor brogdon did not let up a run throughout the entirety of spring training he's looked good the bullpen has just looked decent and i am it is refreshing to not be afraid that our bullpen is going to be the worst in MLB history. I mean, we won't be by any stretch of the imagination good, uh, like a great bullpen, but if we could be league average, that's all that matters. Like a three, five, three, seven ERA. I'll take it. Like that's, that'd be heaven for me. From our really not asking much here. We're not asking much. Just, just not worst in history. Yeah. So that's, that's really what we're, we're asking for out of those guys, but um, we are uh, one of the things I want to get your guys take on is, um, you know, I, I really liked Kim Ang being hired by the Marlins and I don't know if this is her decision, but the Marlins are purposefully uh, manipulating Sixto Sanchez's service time. So he is going to be optioned to the alternate site um, sources say no, no injuries, um, but they just want him to build up in air quotes before rejoining the big league club soon. Um, they're going to go with a, the Marlins are going to go with a four man rotation to begin the season. I personally hate this, that they're just going to manipulate his service time. He's a kid that should obviously be in the major league. He has the talent level. He showed it. I hate this move for them. I think it's a scumbag scumbag move. It's disgusting. It's yeah. absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, but last month the Mariners GM had to resign yep. because of the comments that he made saying, oh, yeah, we're we're messing around with the service time of these young athletes because we want them to stay for so long. I remember he did it with Kalenic. He did it with a lot of the other top prospects with the Mariners. So obviously we've seen it happen in the league. They like to hide it under the rug and say it doesn't happen. But there are plenty of examples to show that it does happen. I mean, we're starting to see it now, obviously, with the Marlins and in, in Sixto. I mean, it's sad to see that these GMs are taking advantage of the service time of these players. Sixto showed he doesn't need any work. No. And he doesn't need to work on anything else to be major league ready. He showed last year in the majors, he is major league ready. He came up and pitched five games. He went three and two, um, but he had... He was he pitched 39 innings, 33 strikeouts. He had a 3.46 ERA. Like he was very clearly ready to be a major league pitcher. And this is a blatant manipulation of his service time. And 
Will, like you said, the, the Mariners GM had to resign because he blat- like he talked about it outwardly. I mean, this isn't the Marlins outwardly talking about it, but everyone knows what's going on. Sixo Sanchez is one of the top pitching prospects, the top young pitchers in the MLB, and they're just going to say, oh, he needs to go back down to the minors to build himself up again. Like they didn't bring him in for the playoff push last year. Now, I will say, though, for Sixto, as we know, he's he has a history of some arm troubles, like injury-wise. Yep. And so I understand they want to limit his innings. And from the organization perspective, yes, this move makes sense because now you get him an extra year and you get to limit his innings. But just the fact that this rule exists just – is so annoying. And I think it's a big reason why we're heading to a dogfight in the next CBA agreement, which I believe is after this year. So the thing with the sixth decision, um, last year he racked up, he had 103 days of service time, meaning, and this is from a website that I'm reading. I don't think I'm that smart. He needs only needs 69 more days of service time to reach a full year. Um, so this website says the Marlins only need to keep him in the minors for 118 days. So a couple months, months. So to uh, delay his free agency by another season. So do they just plan on keeping six down until like, I, to me, 118 months kind of puts us right around the all or 118 days puts us right around the all-star break. And by that point, the Marlins are out of it, in my opinion. They're going to come back if down to earth. That's how long that he's down. It is. It's just a mockery of trying to compete. I think that's a bit disrespectful, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And it's not like they have that great of a team to, to put out there. Like there's not much attractions right now to go see with the Marlins, but there was one main one. There were six though. That's why he has to be, in my opinion, he should be up already. He should he should have started up. He should have. And there, this is an all likelihood six that will be up in the big leagues within the first few weeks of the season. Why, just bring him, let him start up. He's, you're going to have, like, the, the whole service time manipulation is just, it's crap. Like, it's, not, it's unacceptable. Uh, the Phillies would never do it. We're not going to do it to Alec Boehm. We're not going to be, oh, Alec Boehm has to go back down to the, to the minor league so we can keep him for an extra year. No, the kid can play, so we're going to let him play at the major league level. Six or Sanchez can ball. They should let him ball year. at the major league level. I think we might have done it with Alec Boehm last year, actually. But he wasn't He wasn't on the major league roster before. Like, if you're already up on the major league roster, you're there for a reason. Short season or that not. That's, that's one of the things that's that is going to get ironed out in, in the CBA. I hope it does. I hope that rule gets that loophole gets closed. Yeah. And it's not like Sixto Sanchez will be going into a rotation where it's stud after stud. It's not like he's going into the Dodgers or the Padres rotation. He's going into a rotation where the, the headliner is Sandy Alcantara. And then behind Sandy Alcantara, you have Pablo Lopez, Eliezer Hernandez and Trevor, uh, Trevor Rogers. So it's not like he's going into some world beating rotation it's not like the 2011 2012 rotation for the philadelphia phillies like it's not stud after stud 
Six. Yeah, is, he's immediately competing to be the number one. Six. I I think in that rotation, six though is the ace. Should be the one. Yeah, he's the most talented, for sure. Marlins stink. That's all I got to say about that. That's it's just stupid. If six though was a Philly, he would be up in the major leagues. That's all I got. You to don't say talk about, about six though as a Philly though. Rest in peace. So. Uh, <laughs> This next story, I don't know if either of you saw it, but I want your instantaneous live reactions. Oh boy. Um, this story broke on March 20th, so it's about nine days old. Cubs prospect Jesus Camargo was arrested and allegedly found with 21 pounds of meth. What the hell are you doing with 21 pounds of meth? I'll tell you what he's doing. He's making up for making absolutely no money in the minor leagues. So, yeah, he was, uh, this was, he was, he's in jail after they found 21 pounds of suspected methamphetamines and 1.2 pounds of oxycodone pills in a duffel bag when he was pulled over for driving, uh, speeding and drifting between lanes. Let's make note of the fact that it wasn't just any bag. It was his equipment bag. Yeah. <laughs> He grabbed the wrong bag trying to go, trying to go to practice. Either way, I mean, Ugh. his career is probably uh, probably done. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think his career was going anywhere. Anyway, he was twenty five and only made it to high A. But I just, it's, it's just, I saw that I was like, I have to bring this up on the show. That is, that is certainly a headline. <laughs> I said 21 pounds of meth. That's like three babies worth of meth. <laughs> so that's how we're going to equate the weight. I mean, yeah, that's how we're going to do it. So I just, I wanted to, I, I, I'm glad you guys got the laugh out of that one as well. Cause I saw that story and I said, it's too good not to bring up, but uh, so let's get into some opening day talk. Uh, the season opens on Thursday. Are the opening the day is the real crack. Yeah, that's are the Phillies the first game because I know they start at three oh five. I don't think there's anything before that. Um, they're one of the first ones for sure. There's probably a one o'clock, I think. But I am. I can't confirm though. I am so excited to have baseball back. Um, it's meaningful baseball, you know. You get to watch spring training, and it's fun and all, but it's not meaningful baseball. This is when it it, it starts to uh, mean something, and I j- I'm just excited. You know, Aaron Nola is going to take the mound on on Thursday. Our Bryce is back. JT is back. Boom. Reese, all the guys. We're all there. They're all back. And then Saturday – the shoot and the shift boys are going to be in the stadium for the first time in over, I think it's almost two years. It was don't, don't, don't remind me that it's been almost two because years I think one been. of the last games we went to as a group was like June 2019, and it's oh, now going to be wow. April 2021. And one of the things Jeff and I talked about over the weekend was it's our first day, first game back. We're going to see for the first time. In person, Zach Wheeler oh my God. and Alec Boom. Oh my I'm God. I'm so excited. Wow. 
honestly, it didn't even hit me right away. Like it hit me right away that, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to get to see Zach Wheeler for the first time. Yeah. Like, like he hasn't pitched for the Phillies in front of fans at all. And then it's like, we haven't seen Alec Bohm. Do you think this is going to be the first time seeing Bohm? Do you think Alec Bohm gets a standing ovation in his first at bat? Oh my God. I didn't even think that's going to be so amazing. Like seeing a dude who was just amazing for us for a whole season. Do we say this? Do we go ahead? The fans haven't gotten to see him. No, that's, I think it's going to be the ovation for Bohm. The ovation for everyone might be insane, but yeah. I can't like Boehm I can't wait to go see Harper bow to right field again with fans there. Oh my god! Oh, oh my bow. god! That's gonna hit so different now. That's gonna be like the very first one. Yep. Will, what were you gonna say? You got to think. We also haven't even seen Didi Gregorius in person. Oh my god! I forgot about Didi. We haven't even seen Didi. There's... Didi Gregorius it's... is in this lineup, and you know. Like last year, really great year. Excited to see what he brings to the team again this year. But I mean, there's so many new star faces that unfortunately last year we just couldn't see in person. This might be approaching 2019 opening day levels for excitement and um, seeing people. I don't know if anything's going to be as close to to that one for the Phillies. Jeff, you remember that game, I kid you not, that it was the most electric game that I've ever been to at Citizens Bank. I was right next to you. And it was, I have to agree. McCutcheon starts off the game. Yeah, off that was a run. sick invite from you guys. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Cop and invite to that game. Reese Hoskins. Actually, pretty sure I invited you, but you couldn't go. I, I, I remember I, me and I, Jeff I, literally got tickets, literally, maybe a couple hours before the game. And we were like, we don't even know how we got these tickets, but we I am. Found it's away just and... like it. It's na- it's real now. Like I th- I sit here and I think about okay on Saturday, April third, I'm going to be in Citizens Bank Park watching a live baseball game. That's going to mean something for the season. It's exciting against a team that I do not like. <laughs> In unrelated news, though, uh, we've set up a GoFundMe titled <laughs> $13 Beers. So if you guys just want to donate to that to make sure we're uh, financially okay after the yeah, game, that's, that's it'd be a, greatly appreciated. But, I, I mean, moving just away from the Phillies in general, I'm just really excited about, you know, there's going to be baseball on from now till November. And even if it's not the Phillies, just the fact that we get to sit down and watch baseball, um, you know, I what are your the guys... first game, by the way, oh, well, who's the and first speaking game? of that, the first game on ESPN oh. is oh. Garrett Cole oh. versus oh, wow. Hyunjin Ryu. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Yankees, Blue Jays. Is that a That'd 105? 105. I'm excited for Perfect. that. That'll be a good game. Yeah. Um, it's just. I, I, and, and there's a lot of teams to look out for this season. I yes. think baseball is going to be really fun to watch. Obviously, you have the powerhouses out west. The NL East is the deepest division in baseball. You have uh, the Yankees. The Blue Jays are good. The White Sox and Twins are going to battle it out in the Central. I like the Cardinals a lot this year. They got a, a new team. And then there's going to be a lot of guys on the move as well. 
Um, I think we're going to see some big name players get traded at the before or around the Trevor deadline. Story. And it's just Trevor story. Um, I think you'd be seeing Chris Bryant on the move. I think Anthony Rizzo, who has yeah, just shut down uh, yeah, contract so, talks with the Cubs so far apart. He shut them down. And I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that it's now like it's real and there's going to be a lot going on. And it's, I want to hear gut reactions though, or just who do you think is, we've talked a lot about the best teams. Who do you think is one team that's going to surprise people? I'm going to go AL East. I'm going to go with say Boston. No, I like Boston. I like Boston. Boston is mine. Just so. I'm going Tampa Bay because somehow, some way, Tampa Bay, with the talent that they have, will find a way into a playoff spot where they do not belong. They did it last year. They'll do it again this year. See, I think Tampa might have just been dealt their their devastating blow, losing Nick Anderson on top of losing two of their starting pitchers. Yeah. But you got got Wander Franco, who we may see this year. We probably will see. You got Brendan McKay. There are a lot of good talent young talent down in Tampa. So I think they will be a surprise team. Do I think they'll make the playoffs again? No, but I think they will be a surprise team. I also was thinking I like Boston. I think they could do well. Um, I think it'll be important for them if they have a healthy Chris Sale. If Chris Sale yeah back, different story. I, I like the addition of Kike on that team. Um, Red Sox have a shot. I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to be a homer here. Our Philadelphia Phillies are the team to watch in the National League. I, I like, I, from what I've seen this spring, like, we always talk about how the lineup is so difficult for pitchers. And I, I, I cannot remember a time. It is 6 17 on March 29th, 2021. The Philadelphia Phillies are winning the National League East in write it down write it down the phillies are winning the national league east we're gonna have a winning season there's gonna be playoff baseball red october at citizens bank park write it down it's happening i don't care about the braves anymore the phillies are winning that at least that's my surprise team solemn vow between podcast hosts everyone has a bet in on phillies to win the division yeah, I'll do it. My first I'll... pitch. Yep. I'm Deal. in for 10 bucks. Deal. 10 bucks. Well, Deal. Deal. Boom. We're all in. Will Phillies Zen. are Let's winning go. the National League East. But three out of three. Look at this, though. You think last year, the Phillies most times would beat the Braves. It was always we would lose to the teams that we shouldn't have lost. So here, here's how it goes. The, the Phillies are the Braves' kryptonite, but the Marlins are our kryptonite. Right. So just as long as we can figure out how to beat the Marlins, we might never lose a game in our division. <laughs> and then I think um, – so that's surprise teams. What do you guys got gut reactions for teams that are going to disappoint this season? Ooh. Disappoint. Angels. You know what? I'm going to throw it right back at Will. I think the Rays are considered to be pretty good. And I think they're not. So we got a little head-to-head act here. Little host v. host. I I just think losing Anderson, in addition to getting rid of 
both Blake Snell and losing Charlie Morton. I just think they've thrived off their pitching and now they've lost so much of their pitching. I, I just see a huge aggression coming from them. Okay. All right. I, I think you said the angels I said angels. Everyone has them really high in the AL West. Some even have them winning the AL West. They've said that they were going to win the AL West for the past five years. And I, I do I think they had the talent? Yeah, but I don't think their pitching is all that great. Um, obviously, they have Dylan Bundy, um, one of their big starters. But I mean, like, I, I don't think there's a lot. I, I think they ride too high. Yes, Mike Trout, greatest baseball player in the league. Um, maybe even of all time, some some may consider. Um, but I do not think that the Angels are the team to beat in the AL West. Spinoza, are you fair? Oh, this New is... York Mets. Well, we Everyone is overhyping the New York Mets. Yeah. What do you got, AL? Team? I would agree, much like last year. Do you have an AL, AL team? team? Houston Astros. <clears throat> Fair. Ooh. I think you're starting to see Alex Bregman has shut down contract negotiations. So is uh, I, so I, is Correa. Yeah, I think you got the we're starting to see like the, the main pieces that I think I might have been thinking about Correa. Um, but the main pieces that brought that Astros team together are starting to fall apart. Justin Verlander, who knows how healthy he's gonna be this season. I, I just don't I think they're gonna disappoint. And that's why. Will and I were on the same wavelength when we said the Oakland Athletics were winning the AL West a couple weeks ago. I still think that they have a really good shot. I mean, I think the Astros lost a lot of their offense in losing George Springer this offseason. Yes, they still have a couple pieces, but I think we're starting to see Altuve starting to struggle a lot. Yeah, because he doesn't have his trash can. Oh, well, yeah. Um, but those are my two teams that I think are going to struggle. I, I disappoint. I don't think the Mets are as – they're overhyped. Um, and then the uh, Houston Astros are also going to struggle. So that kind of wraps up our, our little chat about opening day. So really look out for those. Um, I'm going to place my Phillies bet right now, $10 on the Phillies to win the NL East. Um, but we want to finish the, this podcast by wrapping up. Uh, it's March Madness. We two weeks ago started our bracket tournament um for stadiums in the mlb jeff do you want to lead us into that portion of the podcast as we wrap it up all right so it is now time to finish our march madness bracket of mlb stadiums yeah. our first matchup fenway versus angel oh tough choice tough choice Psych, not really. Um, yeah, shut the hell up, Will. It's not a tough choice. Are you telling me I'm casting pick- my vote for a Fenway? I'm casting my vote for the big green monster. Are you telling me you don't like the Sherwin Williams paint can out in center field, Antonio? Is that what you're telling me? I mean, I did choose Angels Stadium because of the rock formation, but the big green monster, pesky pole, Fenway's. It's like the most iconic MLB stadium of all time. I've already penciled it into the next round. It doesn't matter. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter what Will chooses. Even if he, well, Will was going to sweep and make it three zero. Good. 
Good. I just had to throw in the Sherwin Williams paint can because you know it's iconic. Our next matchup is Antonio's beloved Kaufman Stadium. No, no, I hate that stadium. Versus no. the Orioles ballpark at Camden Yards. <sighs> is this a sweeper? Because I'm in favor of Kaufman. No, Camden Yards, man. So it sounds like Will's going. No, Will's going Camden. I just wanted to, I just had to throw it out. Well, why are you doing, why are you like this? Better content, baby, but because it is in fact a sweep. <laughs> no, he's literally the worst. Will is the worst. Hey, all right. I actually like Kaufman Stadium. The Pepsi porch with the fountains, the scoreboard in the shape of a crown. How can you not like Kaufman? But Camden Yards is a better stadium. I think it's cool, but I it definitely cool. agree. Oriole. Yeah. Now it brings us to what I think is a pretty interesting matchup. Uh, yeah. Yankee Stadium, new Yankee Stadium versus T-Mobile in Seattle. It's just hard to say the history of Yankee when it's not the same. Right. Right. Yeah, but like... T-Mobile is a nice park. Well, you have to remember, they didn't get rid of their park in Seattle like New York did. It's still Safeco Field. They just changed the name. Yeah. I Yeah, but it's not like Yankee Stadium is just wildly different. Like, New Yankee's not, like, so incredibly wildly different than Old Yankee that they're, you can consider them, like, vastly different stadiums. I mean, you still think, think about Yankee and you think of all the history. Yeah. I think for that reason, I'm casting my vote for Yankee. So am I. Oh, we'll make I've it also a- never been to T-Mobile, so I wouldn't it is know nice. it's nice or not. We'll make it a clean sweep. Yankee moves on. With respect to T-Mobile. With respect to T-Mobile. I think uh, this- No respect to Seattle. Oh. I think this next matchup, Jeff, I, I liked Yankee and T-Mobile and that was interesting, but I think this matchup is the- is probably the most difficult one that we're going to have in this bracket. It's definitely the best one on this side of the, of the bracket. And our last one for this side of the bracket, we have Minute Maid in Houston versus Rogers Center, representing the six. Now, if they had kept the hill in Houston, maybe I would have went Minute Maid. Bomb! The Houston bomb! But no, I think it's got to be I, I'm going with Roger Center. Jeff? Let me vote next. Get off the tracks when the train's coming through. Oh, I'm absolutely oh casting my vote for Minute Maid. I want to see that stadium so bad. I think it's very cool. I liked Roger Center, but I'm a big fan of Minute Maid. Yeah, but could you imagine, like, the train's cool and all, but could you imagine – sleeping in the hotel that is in center field. But Juan Soto putting one onto the tracks against Garrett Cole. The train tracks are just so cool. And the fact that there used to be a hill makes it made still comical. They had a hill in their stadium. What is that? It's like a bump in center field. No disrespect in the hill, but. All right, well. The deciding vote. Spinozzi. 
we're going up to Toronto, my G. We're going to the Rogers. Yes, we Center. are. Yes, we're going we to the Rogers are. Center. We're yes, running in the we six. Can. Yes, we can. We're not going to talk about the other part of the six as Philadelphia fans, but we like Rogers Center. There's some generous rims. Yeah, that brings walked. us to. That brings us to. What I, with a heavy heart, call the sacrifice of CBP. No. No, we're going to be the Chicago Loyola over here, Jeff. Come on. No. We have Wrigley Field versus Citizens Bank Park. It's got to be Wrigley. I love the bank. Yeah, I've heard it's not a great place to play, actually. But we're even like sit in because of how old it is, but just the feel of it, I feel like. The Ivy Wall. The history in the Ivy. Wrigleyville. Love the bank, but. I think it's got to be Wrigley. My vote is also for Wrigley. Will, are you going to homer? No, no. We'll go nostalgia. I mean, yeah, if it was if it was the vet. I was going to say, are we going to say the vet is up here still? <laughs> but it's, it's Wrigley, and that's the second oldest ballpark in America, and you got to give credit where credit's due. I think the vet would get even more destroyed by Wrigley. <laughs> no, no, the vet had a jail. The vet had a jail. The vet has some has some class. Come on, it had class. It had some class. <laughs> okay, let's not let any of our ancestors hear that one. <laughs> there was a jail in the vet. All right, what's what's the next one? Our next one is. We've just been getting really high in this episode, haven't we, with the the, the Cubs news and now Coors Field mm. going up against Dodger Stadium. Uh, this is a tough one. To me, I think we're coming back down to earth and sitting in traffic to go <laughs> Dodger Stadium. I shall stay above the clouds. Ooh. I really I really liked Coors Field. Ooh. I I really, really, really liked Coors Field. That's fair, but you're knocking out Dodger Stadium there. I know. Every Titan has to fall sometime. I'm going to throw my... Will the Titan fall, though? I'm going to throw my bias in here. Jeff, we're staying in L.A. We're sitting in traffic, buddy. We're sitting in traffic. I, I, I we might never get there, but Dodger oh. Stadium moves on. We we, we to win. never. Good luck. You you have to spend at least a solid four hours before the game even starts to even make it to the parking lot to Dodger Stadium. That's ridiculous. Why would you choose that stadium then? <laughs> We're just going with once you get in the stadium. When you get into the stadium, it's great, but good luck getting to the stadium. Good luck breathing when you're in course. <laughs> So our next matchup is PNC and Pittsburgh versus a team that we've never slandered at all, especially not this episode. Right. The Marlins ballpark. Uh, Get out your brooms, baby. Yeah. I don't think we need to spend much time on this. Yep. Let's go. I'm just going to type three letters. P and C. Yeah, that's we're planning a trip there, Jeff. 
we're going. I want to go so bad. That is the next, that is one of our next trips that is in the works. This brings us to a uh, pretty fun uh, matchup, I think. I think it'll be a 3-0 sweep, but we have Bush in St. Louis versus Oracle in San Francisco. Oh my God. Oh no. It's not. Will's going to vote for Bush. It's not going to be a 3-0 sweep, Joe. Yeah, Will's going to vote for Bush. Because he's, uh, I was from St. Louis. But I am. All right, just get it You're over You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. What's Will, what is your vote? Oracle Park. You son of a... I told everyone it wasn't going to be a 3-0 sweep, and you do that to me? I love it. Let's continue to make Antonio dumb. Not that he needs much help, but I assume Oracle Park. Yeah, I'm voting for McCov- it. I think yeah, you're voting McCov- for it. 3-0 sweep. It's McCovey. We're moving on. Will, you son of a gun. I love St. Louis, but I'd rather be sitting in a uh, in a kayak in McCovey Cove waiting. For, I hate you. Waiting for that home move. Making me sound like an idiot. St. Louis is cool. I love St. Louis. The arch is in the background. Been there. Been yeah, it doesn't matter how much you like it. You didn't vote for it. It made me sound dumb. Well, sorry. Okay, so we go back up to the top left of our bracket. Back to one of our heavy favorites, Fenway Park. Against Oriole. I, I I think this is going to still be a, a sweep. I'm pretty sure this is going to look how most Red Sox-Orioles matchups have looked over the oh, years. Ouch. A Red, so- Red Sox. Yeah, I'm taking Fenway. <laughs> Rio Fenway. This, this one's going to be interesting. Now we're going Yankee versus Rogers Center. Now we can. We're kind of talking now. Some cool features. Yeah, definitely. The feel. I think this is actually a tougher one than people would think because ultimately it is not. It might look the same, but it is not the same. No. Yeah, Jeff, and I feel like as someone who's you've been to both stadiums, you have a better. Have you I been to New Yankee? Not been to Yankee. I've not been to Yankee. Okay, were you at Old Yankee? No. Okay, well then, never mind. I, I apparently but, am just an idiot this episode. What I will say was, I'm pretty sure. I feel like I can remember. You could see the the needle at Rogers Center when the yes, uh, you can roof is open. open. Yes, you can. So it's cool. View. I also don't think cool it's feel. called the needle. I think it's called the CNN Tower. The needles in uh Seattle. on the West Coast. I think that's Seattle or Las yeah, Vegas is the needle. Will strike that. I went to both within the last couple of years, so I just got thrown off. I need, to have, I need to have something right. I need to have something right. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm, uh, I know baseball, not uh, geology. <laughs> geography. It's geology. geography, not geology. Geology. <laughs> I, I gave you that one. I just threw that one up. Like a little LeBron D Wade action right there. Okay, let's let's, that second one. (laughs) Moving on. So that so our vote. Antonio. Hmm. This is hard because I've been to New Yankee. But God dang it. I think I'm gonna choose Rogers. I think Rogers centers are Loyola Chicago. 
Jeffrey? I am going to go with Yankee. Oh, my Lord. We left this decision up to Will. Yeah. We did leave the decision to Will. We're going to need the love of Sister Jean because Roger Center is our Chicago Loyola. She moving on. Roger Center is going dancing. Well, it's Roger also Loyola Center Chicago, advances. not Chicago Loyola. Well, okay. But Sister Jean now rides just, again. You're trying too hard now. So Roger Center is moving on. And maybe if they had known about this bracket, they never would have made a new one because I think old Yankee definitely would have had to advance. Yeah, yeah. So back over to the other side of our bracket. We're getting down towards the end now. Working on a final four. We have Wrigley Field versus Dodger Stadium. Will, how about you start this one off? Uh, I think we're all going to go in a clean – well, no. No, I don't think it's going to be a clean sweep. Yeah, don't make any predictions because people just make you sound stupid. I like Wrigley. Wrigley moves on for me. I think we know where okay, Jeff's going. Then, yeah, I'll cast my vote next. And I'm going to have to go with Dodger. Yeah, knew that was coming. Son of a gun. Knew that was coming. Spinoza, we've had this connection. Deciding vote. We've had the connection all episode, buddy. So, obviously, haven't been to either stadium. But... Since it knocked out my second favorite ballpark. Oh, but crap. Wrigley knocked out Citizens Bank Park. Wrigley did. I'm still going with Dodger Stadium. Ooh. One of my all-time favorite baseball memories happened in Dodger Stadium. So I feel a closer connection to Dodger Stadium. And Dodger Stadium takes out one of the historic number ones. Wrigley Field. Some people's pick to win the whole thing. Uh, Certainly to make it to the finals. Yeah. Out. Chicago, Before if you had a problem with that, four. if you had a problem with that, you could take it up with Matt Stairs. <laughs> All right. Our there last. Some, there was some history. One. Chicago. All right. Last one, two. One spot left in the final oh, four. Boy. Don't worry. It's an easy one. No. It's the absolutely beautiful. Regarded as one of the nicest stadiums in baseball, if not the nicest stadium in baseball right now, PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Yeah. We're going there. That's how good it looks. We're going to voluntarily going to see the Pirates play baseball. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that anymore. Because the stadium is that beautiful. Yeah. Versus one of our personal favorites, some of the best features in baseball. Oracle Park in San Francisco. I would like to cast my vote. This one must be really hard for you. Because I think we all know that my personal favorite stadium, somewhere I have been, is Oracle Park. And I will lock my vote in for there. Okay. Will, now's the time to pipe up if you're going to vote for PNC. Well, Will's going to pipe up, and Will's going to vote for PNC. All right, well, well, don't that suck? Because I'm also voting for Oracle. Oh. Because it, because I think you, 
Jeff was right when he said like PNC is one of the most visually appealing parks. Obviously, we are planning on going there. We're planning a trip, but I also really want to go to Oracle. I think it's another really nice ballpark. Um, McCovey Cove, I think it came down to the features. And I, if I had to choose, I'd rather sit in McCovey Cove than the brown waters that surround uh, PNC. So don't I'm just choosing. respect the Allegheny River like that. Yeah, it's brown, Will. And if I could just say something about PNC, though, is the fact that to me, I think this is the hardest out so far. Yes. Like harder than Wrigley because in, yeah. in my eyes, Wrigley has some clear downfalls where there's a lot of things, a lot of places in that stadium where you just can't see anything. <laughs> and a lot of the amenities aren't as, as great. They've really just kind of relied on the historic factor. But PNC is like, I'm ecstatic to see it because it's reportedly absolutely breathtaking. So props to PNC, the people who built it, but we love Oracle. We stand Oracle in this pod. Hmm. And it's our last member of the final four. Bringing us to now's when it's real. Our first matchup of the final four. Oh no. Fenway Pak versus your beloved Rogers Center. Absolutely unintentional, might I add. This final four, the final is going to be an East Coast, West Coast thing. That is unintentional, but yes, it is. But I will be voting first in this round. It was my beloved Rogers Center, but I'm casting my vote for Fenway Park. I just, it's uh, the pesky pole, the 420 foot center field, then, then the green monster. The wooden seats, it's Fenway Park all the way for me. I will second the notion. Fenway Park. Will, we had a good run with Rogers Center up to this point. I know, I know. Oh, but every I know. Cinderella story must come to an end. It, it must. Every sister Jean must return home. And uh, I thought you were going to say something different. <laughs> no. We're not going there. Oh, Will, Will, cast a vote. Will, cast a vote. Okay, 3-0 sweep, and we're moving to the other side of the bracket and muting Antonio. <laughs> where the last spot in our finals is up to Dodger Stadium or Oracle Park. Since it's Oracle and we all know where where my allegiances lie, I will cast my vote first for Oracle. Will you wanna you wanna go next, Will? I don't know who to vote for, not gonna lie. I I, I like Dodger Stadium. Wow. Damn it. So that brings us 1 1 for a final spot in our finals. So, all right. Obviously, I said Dodger Stadium. Like, Matt Stairs rips one into the night. Probably deep into the night. 
probably one of my favorite baseball memories of all time. And I talked about how, like, I think Dodger Stadium is cool and all that. Like, the center, like, if you're right behind home plate, you're on the field level. It's not, like, raced up. But then there's Oracle Park and Triple's Alley and the Coca-Cola bottle and McCovey Cove. and Oh. Mm. You know, I'm going to go back to something when we were deciding between Dodger and uh, Coors Field where you said you have to leave four hours before a game to get to the parking lot at Dodger Stadium. That is wild. It's going to cause Dodger Stadium to lose some points here. I'm going to have to go with Oracle. I can't justify leaving at seven, three o'clock for a 7 o'clock game to maybe not even make it in time because there's so much traffic. And I think this, if, if Dodger Stadium would have been built backwards and you could see the the city from if it was built in the same orientation that citizens bank park is in relation to center city philly and you could see center or like the skyline of la from like all of dodger stadium i think i would have chosen that but i got to go with oracle so oracle moves on in our finals and you could tell this isn't actually playing baseball games because not often are the Giants going to be eliminating the Dodgers. <laughs> Except so, if it's an even year in the early 2010s. Very true. Very fair. But Bumgarner is gone. Yeah. And All that right. brings us uh, to our finals. Not going to lie. No, I want to go first. I want to go first. I don't want the stress. I don't want the stress. I'm choosing Fenway Park. I, I have to. I can't. I cannot be the last one to choose again. Jeffrey, I, I'm going back to. I have a Fenway Park. I, I'm done. I can't be the choosing deciding factor. Well, I actually want to know what you have to say here. Okay. Well, what I'm going to say is I think we have a winner and it's got to be Fenway. And what I'm going to say is break out the brooms. Fenway Park is your 3-0 champion. I went to battle every single matchup for Oracle Park. I absolutely love Oracle Park because it looks beautiful. I mean... So many different features, but Fenway has just as many features. Yeah, and There's it's so many features in Fenway, and it it has one of the it's one of the most historic ballparks to go with it. It is the most. It's the oldest ballpark in America. Yeah, there's there's only to me when I think historical ballparks, I'm thinking Fenway and Wrigley. Yep. And I've I've been to Fenway. I sat uh, in center field, and it was just the to paint a picture for you. I walked up. It was a, a Sunday night game, Sunday night baseball. Oh. We showed up right around, right as the game was starting. So the game was already was like being played top of the first. <clears throat> as I walk up and get my first look at Fenway Park, it's Yankees, Red Sox, prime time, Chris Sale on the mound, and 
it, honestly, it took my breath away. I was just, it, I was hit by a different feeling than I've ever experienced entering a ballpark. And to me, that's why it's the only stadium that could eliminate my beloved Oracle. I mean, Fenway is regrettably like the stadium that I regret most that I haven't been to yet. Um, and I've, I've just heard from people who have been to Fenway, Jeff, and I know multiple people who have been up to Boston that it's just, it's what they call, it's like a jewel box stadium where they just tried to fit it in an area that wasn't developed. And that's why the, the dimensions of Fenway are so odd because they only had a, a limited amount of space to build it in because it is right in the city. And I've heard from people that like when you go out from the green monster, it's just a row of bars down the road where you can just like bar hop up to the stadium before the game and win or lose you bar hop away from the stadium after the game. Uh, I Fenway is like, I've talked about, I want to get to PNC. I want to get to Oracle. Fenway sits at the top of the list of stadiums that I want to go to so bad. I want to sit on the top of the green monster. I want to watch a ball get hammered over my head and into the street behind me. That's, that's all I want. I did get to see Austin Romine put one over the monster. <laughs> Jeez, what a name. Feared home run hitter Austin Romine. Any Fenway thoughts, Will? You know, when I was, when I was younger, I had a chance to go up to Fenway. Um, Almost similar spot where you were, Jeff. We sat up in, in center field all the way up. That stadium is just so iconic. Everything about that stadium is iconic. Um, I, I agree wholeheartedly with us sweeping for Fenway to beat Oracle. Oracle is a great stadium, but Fenway is just iconic. Uh, Fenway all the way. I don't know if I'm weird, but did you almost kind of like feel the history when you when you saw, saw the yeah. stadium? Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of history in that stadium. I felt the same way. Um, obviously, I, I had the chance to go to Old Yankee, and that was a lot of history. But Fenway, all of those iconic stadiums, you look at Old Yankee, Fenway, Wrigley, they all have a sense of history with them. So I, I agree. I think there there's something cool. You, you feel like you're in the moment when you're at a stadium like Fenway. You feel a part of history being there. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to get up there. I'm so excited. But well, I think it's fitting that Fenway won our title for best baseball stadium. Uh, we'll be thinking of some other, maybe some other things to get into a bracket style later on coming up. So be on the lookout for that stuff. Uh, and baseball's back. This is the week. Baseball's back. We're playing meaningful games, and we'll be here through September and November. Yep, so Fenway is our first ever bracket champion. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Shooting the Shift pod. Make sure you interact with us on Twitter to tell us what you think. If you think any matchup should have gone a different way. If you agreed with the 3-0 sweep of Oracle. If you agree with Wrigley getting outed earlier or Yankee getting out of it early. We want to know what everyone else's experiences have been. So thank you for listening to ours, and we'll see you next time on the Shoot and the Shift pod. Tuttles. <laughs>